Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Raziel and I am the host of the show where we get to talk to Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games. Today, Jessica Parado of USA Diving, Olympian Jessica Parado of USA Diving, attended the 2016 Games. She's an eight-time national champer. At this point, it might be 100, I don't know, uh, NCAA champ. She was an incredible interview. She was so much fun to talk to. She had such a great insight on life on what's going on on the olympics and everything that's going around it her story was fantastic and we are now crossing our fingers and going to be so excited to watch her gun for 2020 so guys and girls uh please jessica parado all right today olympian jessica parado of usa diving born june 26th 1994 up in dover new hampshire cold and snowy i'm assuming right yeah it is very cold yeah. very snowy well you're in indiana now so like you get the mood swings of the Midwest. So, so I can, many mood swings. Yeah. It's uh, like high of eighties right now. And I'm like, it, last week was like forties and oh, oh raining. And I'm like, well, make up your mind. I mean, uh, yeah, seriously. I really, <laughs> it's October. Like it's, I don't really get it. <laughs> anyway. So you go from cold and snowy to sometimes cold and snowy in, in, in Indiana, uh, just started diving at the age of five. She's a 2016 junior national champion. She attends Indiana university currently, as we were just talking about where she was the 2015 NCAA champ, just as on her sixth year of college. So everyone congratulates her on that. That yep. is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> we made it. Yes. Yeah, you did it girl. Good for you. We did it. Uh, Jess is an eight-time national champion, which is incredible, obviously. She, as I said, she attended the 2016 Games out in Rio, and um, there's a reason why maybe she's so good. Her father, Mike, coached an Olympic medalist. You might have heard of her, Jenny Thompson. And her mom, Amy, was a five-time All-American diver in college. And her sister, your sister's a diver too, right? At the uh, She swam at UPenn. She swam. She okay, yeah, cool. So, so you got the diving. Okay, so it's yeah. all, it, it all makes it all makes. I sense. went over to my mom's side. I, I chose the diving, so kind of got it from her. And it then, works. Yeah, However there we it works. go. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, Jess, yeah. thanks for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Good stuff. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, if, I guess right. if you don't mind, take us back to that fateful day, June 26th, and snow. Well, it wasn't snowing June 26th, <laughs> but up in Dover. What's a, like, yeah. tell us, I guess the best story started at the beginning, right? I guess so. Actually, I have a pretty good one um, that happened on the day I was born. So, funny story my dad actually wasn't there. He was up in a swim meet in Canada, in Montreal. Um, so my, you know, dad swimmers begged him to go up there. My mom's just like, all right, go Mike, like just go. And, um, I was already a week late, so maybe it wasn't a great idea for him to go, <laughs> but you know, uh, she could, she could handle herself. So I thought he was going to be back in time, but, uh, you know, I made my arrival and, uh, he didn't know. Uh, so he walked on deck the next morning at the pool in Montreal is actually the Olympic pool. Um, yeah, up there and. Up on the scoreboard, it said, congratulations, Mike Parado, on your new baby girl. And that's how he found out about me. That's and how then, he found out? Yeah. And then fast forward to my first ever international senior meet. It was at that same pool. Oh, man. I love full circles. That's yeah, so awesome. That crazy. is so sweet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, um, it sounds like your dad was not kicked out of the house, if I'm if, – if He if wasn't. It okay, he cool, wasn't. cool, cool. Good to know on that front. <laughs> Lucky for him that didn't happen, so that's awesome. And it also sounds like your mom is a very understanding person. So we she appreciate is. her on that side as well. So that is fantastic. So um, what else, though, I guess? How did you – like, obviously, it, it makes sense how you got into swimming and diving. But yes. what – I mean, what really drew you to the sport at such a young age? I mean, I'm afraid of heights, so I don't know how you guys do it, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, I guess it's just something that 
I'd always done, I, I guess I was explaining it, to, explaining it to a teammate the other day. I was just like, I just don't really remember, you know, doing anything else ever since I was five years old. So, you know, my dad would be coaching swimming on one end and my mom would be coaching diving on the other end. And so me just being like a little kid, I would just like jump off the boards and be a little nuisance. And um, I remember doing, I say five years old because I remember doing my first flip or dive at five years old and I remember standing at the end of the board and my mom's like what are you gonna do Jess and I said you'll see and I just did a front flip and everyone's like how did you do that like and I don't know I just I just kind of took took it up and I don't know the I guess the rest is just kind of history but yeah I mean I was always on the pool deck grew up on the pool deck um, I think that's a really cool part about my family is like all four of us had the opportunity to just be together um, even in my parents' work environment. So I really, really love that. That is pretty cool. Yeah. You, I mean, take your daughter to work day. It was pretty much yeah. every day. And turns out she got pretty good at it too. So <laughs> it, it kind of works. And how how involved, I mean, what, what a silly way to ask this question. How involved are your parents from the beginning? Like how much were they pushing you to try it? How much were they like holding your hand along or, or you know, through the water? How exactly did that whole, I guess, relationship start with you, the pool and your parents? Right. So one thing I, I really love about my mom, especially since she coached me in diving um, until I was 14, is that she, she never wanted me to do it just because she told me to. And, and she never did. She, she wanted me, and this is my mom's words, learn to love it on my own terms. And so I really appreciated that. My dad was the same way with coaching my sister. So um, I think that gave us like our own outlook on the sport and like obviously we learn to love it on our own terms. So, I mean, that's kind of where I, I'm really appreciative of my parents and I love their coaching style and I love the way just like, honestly, they raised us. And I think that was really important and really vital in moving forward um, in the years to come in my diving career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, clearly it worked, whatever, whatever they did. <laughs> it yeah. clearly worked. Let's, let's be honest about that. But yeah, I can see, I mean, there's just so many ways that that situation can boil down with parents pushing super hard or, or this, that, and the other thing, or even then there's the other, the, the, the whole other spectrum of parents not even wanting you to do it because of what they've been doing their whole career. So it sounds like right. they found some nice middle ground and uh, you learned to love it on your own, mm -hmm. huh? Not yeah. Too. And my mom would say sometimes, like even in a sense, she almost held back a little bit, but that way that I could be like, mom, can I do this dive? I feel like I'm ready for it. So I, I think that was good too. But I do agree. I think it's really important for parents to make sure their kid is wanting to do a certain sport just because they want to. And if they don't want to do it, that's their choice. So I think that's really great. And um, I don't know, I guess my parents have always told me to kind of live my life that way. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Did they tell you to go to college for six years? No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm jealous. That was me. I'm jealous if we're being honest. College was the best. Best four years of mine, hopefully best six of yours. Yeah. So uh, that's, that is awesome. But um, so what, what was it like, I guess, then growing up in that situation and we're just constantly always being at the pool, what almost seems like every day, either your sister was doing something, you were doing something, your parents had to be there. I mean, at yeah. what point did you grow your gills? Well, I do know that at age two, I think me and my sister learned how to swim on our own. So very young. Um, I don't really remember it, but <laughs> so yeah, but we were always in the pool, um, you know, just for fun at first. And then um, I did swim when I was young too. I did lots of different sports, actually. I really, you know, looking back, I don't know how my parents did it being so busy coaching, um, but I literally did swimming, diving, gymnastics, soccer, dance. Um, I think I did all those sports at once. So that was kind of crazy, but 
yeah, I've, I've always, I've always been in the water. I've always loved the water. Um, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just age two and, and then I kind of took off from there, mm-hmm. started swimming, started diving. <laughs> Love it. And it happened and it works. And so with your dad coaching some amazing peoples, again, specifically Jenny Thompson, was that always, were they around for you to look up to them? Was that something that was always kind of present in your life? Like the, some of the greatest Olympic athletes of all time were just kind of casually hanging out with your parents on a day-to-day basis? Honestly, yes. Jenny is like an older sister to me. Um, she was always over. I've known her since I was, you know, since I was born. So she is actually someone, along with my dad, um, who has really, really inspired me to, I guess, to, I guess, push forward and um, pursue anything I want to. And obviously, it, was, it ended up being diving. Um, but they just are the best role models I could have ever had. Jenny's just like her fun-loving, bubbly personality, but at the same time, works so hard, so dedicated. And I just kind of, I have a very similar personality. So I wanted to kind of, I kind of mirrored her, tried to as well as I could. She's obviously an incredible, incredible athlete. So I did the best I could, but yeah, she's always been someone I've always looked up to. And, and again, with being, with her being so present and being on a national page, was the Olympics something that you kind of looked up to at a young age or was it something that was just kind of, it, it was always there? Cause especially with diving and swimming that I feel like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the most important events every four years is the Olympics and it's not even a question. So, so was that always something that because you started at such a young age, you could almost see your path to where you had to go? Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't know if it was going to happen, but, you know, at a young age, I really, you know, that was like, I guess, without me even knowing it, a goal of mine. Um, you know, I, I would, I remember watching um, at six years old, I remember watching Jenny swim in the, in the 2000 Olympics. I remember watching another one of my idols, Laura Wilkinson, dive in 2000 Olympics and win gold. And, you know, like, I also loved watching gymnastics. So like, all those sports, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I enjoyed watching it. And I was like, wow, like, I want to do that. Like, I want to be like that when I'm older. And I, I really, you know, I didn't know if it was going to happen. And I, I didn't think about it too much. I'll, all I knew is I wanted to do the best I could, be the best I could, and, and really just kind of follow my dreams as they grew. So, I mean, yeah, ever since I was young, I do remember sitting in front of the TV and, and watching that and just being completely blown away and inspired. That's awesome. So it sounds like you always wanted to go without really knowing you really wanted to go, if that makes yeah, sense, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's exactly cool. how I felt. And it worked. Hey, look at that. Whatever, <laughs> however we get here, we got here. So yeah, that is, that is awesome. And, and obviously we will, we will get to the games, I promise. Cause that's mm-hmm. probably one of the coolest experiences, but if you don't mind first kind of just explain diving to us, yes. I was telling you before, <laughs> like, I know if it's a big splash, it's bad. And I know sure. they kind of, yeah, that, that's, that's all I got though. I'll be totally honest. That's it's about okay. it. So that's okay. if you don't mind giving us a nice little uh, foundation so we can, right. next time we watch you in uh, a couple years, we'll be able to know what we're looking got at. Got it. Okay. So there are a few events. So there's three meter individual and then 10 meter individual. And then there's also the synchronized events. So three meter synchronized, 10 meter synchronized events. Um, in Rio, I did, I'm a 10 meter specialist. So I did 10 meter platform individual and then 10 meter synchro with my partner, Amy. and so basically, the goal is, there's a few different um, kind of goals you're trying to achieve. You're trying to be explosive and powerful. I'm going to go with platform first just because that's my specialty, but explosive and powerful off of the platform. Um, get as high as you can, get enough height. That really goes along with 
being explosive off the platform, getting into either a tight pike or tuck or twisting position, very clean legs, pointed toes, um, and then not too far away from the platform, but not too close. There's a good middle ground, so you have to kind of figure that out. And then obviously the, what we call the rip entry. So it kind of makes a noise like you're ripping paper, if that makes sense. And then you're going through the water, doing a nice, what we call pike save. And that's what allows the water to go under and to make the small splash or as minimal splash as possible. Mm -hmm. Hopefully no splash. <laughs> yes. And so that's what we're looking for. Okay, cool. I yeah. definitely understand. So th the problem with what you just said is I can't tell what you guys are doing in the air until I see <laughs> it on the slow-mo. So like- right. How, how did it take, how, like, how did you guys figure that out? Like the body control and understanding all that. I mean, obviously you've been doing it for what, almost 20 years at this point. So it makes yeah. sense. But like, at what point did you really start to understand how to control your body and, and contort it in ways that again, like I'm not the best with my eyes, obviously I have glasses on, but like, it's still yeah. really difficult to understand. Yeah. Well, it obviously like any sport takes years and years of training. Um, but really it is body awareness in the air. That's the biggest part. And then what divers do is we spot the water. So every somersault we do, we're trying to spot, spot, spot. Um, you know, we obviously go pretty fast. So it's kind of like goes along with the body awareness, trying to understand um, where the water is and where we are in space. Um, and then coming out tight and seeing our spot. And like, for example, it's really hard to, uh, on back entries because it's a blind entry is what they call it. So those are a little harder, depends on who it is, but those tend to be a little harder um, to see the entry. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it, it just all sounds difficult. I can barely <laughs> jump off a regular diving board. So we'll let you do your thing. I'll, I'll, right. I'll keep, no, uh, okay. I'll keep doing mine. So um, again, in 2012 was when you, when you won your junior national championship. So that was yeah. an Olympic year, um, it was. but you were relatively young at that point. What you were 18, right? Yeah. Uh, like that. I think 17 or 18. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, June. I'm not sure when exactly that landed, but so yes. when, when that happened, what was it like, was like, how much validation was there and how much realization where you're like, okay, I'm one of the best in the world, right? Junior Olympics? Or I was mean, it Junior yeah, Nationals? I, well, Junior Nationals. So I won okay. Junior Nationals and then went on to Junior Worlds. So yeah, so technically in the junior scene, yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so like what, what did that do for your confidence moving forward and realizing, especially because it was such a big year being an Olympic year and obviously yeah. eyeballs are going to be on your sport a little bit more. What did that kind of do for you and, and understanding moving forward that you had a real shot at doing something like this? Right. So 2012, actually right before Olympic or uh, junior nationals was Olympic trials. And I did qualify for that. So that was my first Olympic trials at a okay. young age. Uh -huh. um, you know, I was at the time I was actually injured and it wasn't a great experience for me. Um, and you know, I, it was kind of funny because the year before I had made my first world championship team and they had brought me that year leading up to the Olympics to this media summit with all these Olympians and, you know, hope like future hope hopefuls. And they, you know, they included me and I was like, Whoa, I don't know if I'm ready for this. It was all these interviews and all these photo shoots. And I was like, Whoa, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so like, I guess like, that's kind of where I was like, okay, maybe one day, but I didn't know if it was like really my time. So going into trials, you know, I was kind of hurt. I was kind of disappointed with how I did. Ended up getting a cortisone shot in my wrist because my wrist was kind of messed up then. 
ended up going on and, and winning junior nationals that year and senior nationals, my first senior national titles, two in the same meet. And I was like, that's kind of when I was like, wow, like imagine if I had gotten that cortisone shot like just a month before. Or, mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a little frustrating for me. But at the same time, I was like, didn't feel like I was mature enough as an athlete to maybe take that on and pursue that right away. Like, and you know, I, I ended up finaling in, a, in, in Olympic trials that year. So that was a great accomplishment. But yeah, like it wasn't my time. I wasn't ready. And um, I mean, moving forward, we'll talk about it. But then obviously Rio, Rose, Rio rolls around and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I think, I think going, as you said, to that media summit and really getting a taste of it, because through talking to, you know, you guys and girls, the amazing athletes that you are, one of the hardest parts is dealing with that because it's, yes. it's so, I don't know, not unique, but it's so, it's so different. That, that's not something that happens every time, and it's something that only happens once every four years pretty much. It lightly yeah. happens throughout the other years with world championships and, and all that, but, I mean, that's obviously going to be the biggest one. So now you have all this attention on you. You're getting pulled in 100 different directions. Right you being able to see that and kind of taste it and understand it, I can understand how that maybe it wasn't quite your time, but at least it got you ready for when you did eventually did go to Rio. But in between then, let's, you know, also talk about some of your other accomplishments, all the other national championships, your 2015, excuse me, your 2015 NCAA title, um, you know, with all these things happening and you, was that kind of the spark, I guess, when you did win those first two, three national championships in that year, you were just like, wait, nope, I got it. Let's go. Yeah. I think after that, like when I got to IU, um, Indiana, I was just like, all right, I'm, you know, with this amazing coach, my coach, Drew Johansson, who was the head coach of the 2012 Olympic games. And I was like, I just felt more motivated than I ever had in my life. Um, I don't know what it was, but like a spark did go off in me. And I was like, all right, I, I feel like I believe in myself within myself that this is a possibility that this can happen. And I think that's where just my inner confidence kind of started to show and I became more of a mature athlete and it started to show in competition and, and that's where it kind of took off. That is fantastic. And what was it like winning the NCAA tournament? Cause that's also one of the bigger events for swimming, right? I mean, yes. considering, especially in the, so, inside the country, at least, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was, that has always been a gigantic goal of mine. Um, ever since I was young, I mean, I never, never thought it would actually happen. So that was, that was really special for me and my team and being able to share that with my team, um, going for one more this year. So I'm really excited for that, but yeah. Um, so that was very special to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, especially because you get to be with your team. Um, but with such a, an individual sport, I mean, synchro obviously is gonna be a little different, but with such an individual sport, what is it like being friends with these people, loving them, you know, holding them near and dear to your heart and then having to go up there and being like, Nope, this is me. I'm going to win today. How, how do you kind of deal with that? The, yeah. the competitive side of it? Cause it's there. We have to be honest, right? Yes, it is there. Um, one thing I love about the sport of diving is collectively, we are just such a tight knit group. It's a small community, but we are all like a lot of us grew up together in the sport and are very just supportive of one another. We all know each other pretty well. And like from any schools, from like Stanford to Texas, we're all very close. And um, I really love that about our sport. And, you know, when it comes time to be um, competitive, yeah, we can go into our zones. But at the same time, you know, I'm still rooting for, you know, my good friends that are up there. I still want them to do their best. 
Um, but that's my outlook. I'm, I'm more like, I am very competitive, but it's more internal. Um, I would never say anything. I'd try not to speak too much like about that. Um, just because I think for me personally, I just like to kind of get in the zone and then it's mm -hmm. just like go time. Um, and then I, I just kind of let my diving show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause plus, even though it is an individual, I mean, it is an individual sport, but at yeah. the same time, if you put down your best and someone beats you, I mean, there's really not much more you can do than that. Yeah. Right. So exactly. you know, if, if you're doing your thing, you, the, the hatred doesn't need to be there. It just means they did a little bit better on that day or you did a little bit better on that day. So right. it's always, there's always that flip side of it too, of course. But, um, and then again, so you won the 2015 NCAA title. What, what's the time frame from then to the Olympic trials to then the Olympic games? Like how, how yes. quickly is that turnaround and what did that do again for just some motivation and confidence? Right. So it's kind of crazy. I feel like from that time to the Olympic games, it felt so long, but at the same time, it's such a short amount of time. Um, so we had, um, let's see that year we had a world championships, which was the first opportunity to qualify, um, a spot. Cause you have to qualify a spot for the Olympics in each of your events in order to even have it at Olympic trials. So that was the first opportunity. I was actually a little hurt then. So I kind of went through an injury that summer and then I had to come back up in the fall and kind of be ready for training for that whole year for, um, towards the Olympic trials. Um, so I think after I healed and I got better and training was, was great, better than I ever trained before, um, we went into World Cup, which was in February, um, and that was the last opportunity to qualify spot, and that's where I did that with, um, which is really hard in synchro. It's, it's only eight spots, so when you go to the Olympic Games, it's a straight final of just eight synchro teams, and Amy and I uh, qualified that spot, so that was really special to do that because the last Olympics – in 2012, we didn't get that spot. So that was really special. Um, and then, yeah, we, we just went straight training into um, Olympic trials, which was in June of 2016. So literally a month before, like we went to trials and we left like a few weeks after that to go to Rio. So, so it was pretty quick to be honest, but a lot of things happened mm -hmm. in between. So it's, it's a stressful time, but it's, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hundred percent worth it. Not that I'd ever know, but I'm sure it's a hundred percent worth it. <laughs> like when you did, especially both of those spots, it sounded like the, the one spot was on the last attempt you said. And what was that like? Yeah. Finally, just like kind of monkey off the back and just being like, okay, we, we did it. We got yes. it. We, now we can at least compete to try and, you know, do this at the games. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, you would think that either Olympic trials or the Olympic games are the most stressful time in your life. That's not true. Um, the World Cup, right, like the year or the year of the Olympics is the most stressful time because you're not only trying to get that spot for yourself, but for your whole nation. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of crazy because we were in the final. It started to downpour rain. And it, this is at night, too. Downpour rain. It started thundering and lightning. And we were on our hardest dive and most crucial dive in the fourth round, our inward three and a half tuck. And it, that's when it really started to come down, the, the rain. And we're spinning a tuck. We're like, oh, God, because we're always afraid, like, that we might slip in the rain. So uh, we're like, all right, let's, let's do this. So we go. We count really fast. One, two, three, go. And we ended up doing a good enough dive. We ended up getting fourth in the competition. And after our last dive, I do remember Malaysia was up right after us. And right as they hit the water, <laughs> the lights went out. And they weren't even done with the competition. So the light and the power went out. They had to yell up to the 10 meter for the next, 
person to go, the next team to go. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah, that's that was pretty crazy, and you know, obviously a very stressful time for all those countries. You know, wanting to get get that last spot. So in the pouring rain, we did it. <laughs> wow, that's a story. I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and congratulations, you and an Amy, you. said your partner. Yes, Amy Kozad. Congratulations to the both of you. You guys did it. So, so even at that point, as you said, it's the most stressful because you need to qualify for your country. You then have to go to Olympic trials for the spot that you qualified for to then make sure that you would be the team going, correct? correct? Yep. So that is even more stressful on top of it, but at least we knew someone from the United States would be going or, or Absolutely. two of you would be going, which is still better than zero, of course. And it yeah. gives you the opportunity to at least try for it. So then excuse me, at Olympic trials, when you found out that you were going, I mean, what yeah. was that like seeing the rings next to your name and just realizing like, all right, like I finally, I did it. We're going. Yeah. I mean, even I know I, I was shaking and, you know, kind of freaking out before the last dive, but, um, I try not to look at the scoreboard, but I did know, like I had a feeling that we were, you know, up there and we were leading in the prelims and the semis. So, I remember looking up, trying not to look at my, my family in the stands, but like looking down and just shaking. I was like so excited, not trying to celebrate because we still had one more dive to do. And I remember standing there. We walked to the end of the platform for our last dive and I said up to bring our arms up and my voice cracked. And so I thought that was kind of funny because I was so nervous. Hit the water though. And I was like, came up from the water and immediately just the tears rolled down my eyes, down my face. And uh, I just hugged Amy and just that, that was the, the first event I qualified in, the synchro, and then individual came later. So, so that one was very emotional. Um, and I just remember like running towards our coach. We actually have this tradition where past Olympic divers give their rings to the ones who just made it and let us borrow it until we get our own. So that was really special. I got to wear my... Um, my coach's wife's ring, Jenny, her name's Jenny Kime Johansson, and she was an amazing Olympic diver. So for someone I looked up to, to be able to borrow that Olympic ring and know that I was going to get my own, it was absolutely priceless. That is so cool. That, that's a really cool tradition too. Like kind of gets yeah. you ready. It's like, this is going to be yours. You got it. You'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll let you hang out with it for a little while beforehand though. That's cool. I like that a lot. And yeah. I mean, obviously congratulations. And so, so you did the synchro first and then went to the individual. Was there, I mean, Obviously, you made it in the individual, but was the emotional high of realizing that you made it, was that ever something that kind of crossed your mind, or, or were you able to just snap right back into what exactly you were trying to do? Yeah, so we definitely, um, Coach and I talked about that a lot before um, trials. It was like, you know, you guys have a really good shot at qualifying, but you have to remember individual is coming next, and you have to be able to, like, level that emotion. Um, so I, I, was, I had that in mind. And I tried to do that. It was really hard because Olympic trials is very different from any other nationals we have all four years because all of the media that we had, I mean, I had an interview uh, like every, every time I had a prelim semi or final in front of, you know, a ton of media. So that I just, you know, tried to be myself and tried to be normal. And then I tried to get everything out of my head um, because, you know, I like, I couldn't really think about it as much as, you know, I was already thinking about it. So I was, when I was away from the pool, I really just tried to, you know, be calm, distract myself, hang out with my family. And when we got to the pool, it was go time. But yeah. 
Yeah, I could see that being difficult. Obviously, you overcame it, but I could see that kind of just that emotional, unbelievable high as you were talking about it and then just needing to get right back into what you're doing. And now, hey, now it's just you. There's no one even standing next to you anymore. Now you're on, on it by yourself. So right. that is pretty cool. And, and then what was it like the second time you qualified for the games there? I mean, like twice in one day, like how like the roller coaster of emotions you went through just must have been just through the roof. Like, did you just go home yeah. and fall asleep for hours after that? Like what happened? Well, it's pretty funny because, like, well, luckily it was a few days later. Oh, okay, okay. So it was a few days later, um, maybe two or three. And my my birthday was the day, I think, after the individual. So it was, like, celebrating so much. Um, it was so exciting. So I, like, literally didn't sleep. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was very special for me as well. Um, the funny thing is I didn't have the best list in the final, in the final that I really wanted to have, but I was, um, it's a cumulative score. So, um, I was already, I guess ahead enough and I didn't even, apparently I didn't even have to do my last dive according to my coach to be able to make it. So that shocked me. Um, cause like looking up the score, but I was like, Whoa, like I did it. Like, this is crazy. Um, so that not, you know, not just qualifying in the synchro, but two events was, you know, that my ultimate dream and um you know being able to pursue that in rio was was just incredible <laughs> and then tell us about rio what was it like opening ceremonies your your yes. competition just tell us all about that because that's i mean that's burned in your memory it was what three or four weeks long but it probably felt like it was two seconds right i mean it felt like it was two seconds but at the same time it, it felt it was a long time i mean we were in rio for like a month maybe mm-hmm. over a month but yeah um I think it was really hard to, I guess, feel like I actually did it. Like I was here, I made it um, until the opening ceremonies. And um, I just remember so vividly walking through, there was this uh, like kind of garage door and every team, um, it would close before every team would go and walk out and open. And you would just see, like before we walked out, we just saw all the people and all the lights and I just remember like just tears again. <laughs> like I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I had a GoPro in my hand, so I have the video from it, which was great. That I didn't even awesome. realize I was crying. And I just remember turning it like, oh my God, I'm crying. And then I remember turning um, the GoPro to my teammate Steele and he was crying and had his GoPro. It was so funny. Um, but that, that was a moment that I had pictured over and over and over again just waiting for that moment. I think um, as much as I didn't want to think about it that whole year, because I didn't want to, you know, think about it too much or, you know, overanalyze things. That is one thing that I'd always looked forward to. And to be able to experience that really, really did feel like a dream. It did. Everybody, everybody I've asked about opening ceremony said that it was like the, one of the coolest things, just walking with the rest of the country and, and even just seeing all the other people from all the other amazing countries and all the other athletes that are yeah. out there. Um, just being able to see that and everyone share in that just time where it's, it's the beginning. So we're all on a level playing field. Everyone has, it's, it's a zero count across the board. So we're all yeah. just there to, you know, celebrate, which is, I just think it's so cool. And hopefully one day, maybe cross my fingers, I'll, I'll make out enough money and I'll be able to just go out yeah, on my own. Cause I don't go. think I'm making a sport anytime soon so we'll see how that you never goes. know you never know <laughs> crazier things have happened right <laughs> um so what with like with being there especially the summer games um with the the basketball players yes. the male and the female basketball players the yes. tennis players i mean serena williams was there like what was it mm-hmm. like when you were in the village and just hanging out 
with Team USA and just getting to meet all these amazing other 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 amazing athletes that you really don't ever have the opportunity to. What was that like? Exactly. Yeah, you don't really have the opportunity. Like all four years, you you don't really see these sports. I mean, if anything, diving we'll see all the aquatic sports, but we'll yeah. see them every other year at a World Championships. Um, but I actually was going to say I was right in front of the whole men's USA men's basketball team. So like, ha- I was like looking behind me. I was like, whoa. Like, they're all like they're seven all feet tall. Kids. That's too yeah. funny. I have some pretty funny pictures with them. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was pretty insane. Just, but yeah, like you were saying, just to be surrounded by all of this greatness and everybody like learning everybody's stories of how they got to this point in their life and sharing that with them, that, that made, you know, everything worth it too. Like there are so many moments that made it just worth it. But that, that was amazing being able to connect with those people. Um, weirdly enough, we like the divers became really good friends with the fencers. So they came to our events and it was so fun. Like they were such a fun team. Um, we still keep in contact. So like, that's really cool too, just to be able to like have those lifelong friendships. That is really cool. And yeah, you guys all shared one of the most amazing experiences of all of your lives. So that's why I think it's also really cool getting the opportunity to be with all these other amazing athletes that are at the top of their game while, you know, you're there. It definitely gives you a, a little validation if you were missing it at all. Um, Mm -hmm. But like you definitely know, and you deserve to be there because you know, you see all these other ones and you realize like, okay, you know, it's worth it. So um, onto the competition now, what, um, what was that like? Well, because there is media attention on diving, you know, as you said, you've, you've seen it before, obviously, as you were talking before, you know, you, you got the taste of it, yes. but what was it like being in it and, and knowing like, okay, swimming and diving and gymnastics and like the hundred meter, like that's what everyone in America watches primetime NBC. Like, what's it like knowing like, okay, yeah, we get attention, but now there's 30 million people in America watching me, yeah. billion people around the world, whatever the number is like, what was that like? And how did you handle um, that internal pressure or that internal like understanding of what really the magnitude. Yeah. You know, looking back, I really don't know how I handled that. Awesome. Keep it that way then. <laughs> keep it that way. It worked. I, it's just yeah. keep it that way. I think as soon as a thought like that popped into my head, and I think I'm pretty good about this. It just goes along with my mindset, but like, I just like got it out of there. Cause I was like, can't think about it. Can't think about it. Um, so I guess I tried to do that. And it was, it was nice because I think Olympic trials kind of helped prep me like for that. Um, you know, all the interviews I did with NBC or whatever, um, I actually got to know like the, the women that were interviewing me. So that made me more comfortable just to have like a normal conversation with them. Um, but yeah, to now look back, realizing that like so many people were sitting in front of their TVs watching, it's a little scary, but <laughs> I guess it's like any other diving me, any diver will tell you like, you know, they're like, oh, were you nervous? Like, you know, with everybody staring at you and, and you were, we used to, you know, that's, that's every day at practice, I guess. Um, we're having people watch us. And, and I think it's just kind of going into that, like, into that like zone and not being able to like, even realize that anyone's watching us. So we even block out sounds or noises. Um, so that goes along with our sport. So I think maybe that helped me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can really see. And, and one question I always like asking, and you kind of answered it through that, is when you're there and, and you're at the Olympics, so no matter what, the, the 
the level is good that is going to be a little heightened obviously again with the yes. entire like you've been to world events obviously world championships world cups but now everybody's paying attention are you the kind of person and it sounds like you're in, in this camp where it's just like it's another meet like i've done this a million times i'm just going to do it again and i've found other athletes are like nope this is the olympics I, i'm going to go bigger harder faster stronger than i've ever gone before so did that yeah. ever kind of did you ever have to balance that a little bit or were you very just like nope i've done this i'll just keep doing it yeah. And you know, everybody's different with how they kind of react to this situation and what's best for them. And for me personally, it was like, yes, I've been to this pool before. I've dove with these athletes before. I know what I'm doing. I've done these dives thousands of times. So that was my mindset because it made me feel more relaxed, more at ease. And for divers, we need to, we need to relax. We can't be like super hyped up. Um, but what, like we can a little bit, but when the time comes, we need to like, like calm down really focus in on what we're trying to do. And like I said, block out any distractions. So like I kind of wanted to try to keep that Zen like attitude and mindset. Um, so I approached it like that. Um, and that, that really helped me. Um, mm -hmm. That definitely helped me a lot. <laughs> and then, so one question I just kind of thought of that I, I just ask questions that I think of. So that's why yeah. I just, keep, I yeah. just keep, I'm interested. So I want to know with the, yeah. with the synchronized aspect of it and doing that, what was it like having to, make sure that you're both on the same like wavelength, I guess, for, for a certain term and understanding, like if you notice your partner getting a little too hyped up, calm it down. Or if mm -hmm. they notice you getting too hyped up and they kind of brought it up to your level, how did you guys handle that aspect of it to make sure that you're at least kind of close? Yeah. So that's why, I mean, I know we have, a, we're an individual sport, but obviously having synchro, um, it makes it definitely very, very much. We have to be connected in a team and, if you're not a team in a synchronized sport, that's when you kind of like fade apart and, and that's not what you want. So you want to be connected, um, you know, both mind and body, I guess. Um, but yeah, you really want to be on the same page and know what your, your synchro partner needs and what, how they react is different than how you may, you know, react in a meet setting. So I guess like understanding that and kind of accepting it and being able to like be a positive influence on however they're going to handle um, that meet. So I guess like just understanding my partner, um, what we like to do, which really was, we just like to sit together, kind of listen to music together, maybe dance a little bit just to get the nerves out. Um, and then, you know, we have this like little routine where we walk up the steps, we'll model our dives. So basically we're, we're just kind of doing the, going through the motions, but like together as a team. And then we, we went up there, you know, count one, two, three, go. And, and then there it is. So that's awesome. And then, so how did you do? Um, like, I mean, obviously at an extremely big event like this, in, in your opinion, how, how do you think you did for your first Olympic Games? So the first event was synchro um, and it was a straight final. So that was very different for me because I'm used to having prelims and semis and finals usually. Um, but usually um, synchro is a prelim final. So like to be able to go straight out the gate in a final, it was like, it kind of took me back a little bit. I was like, whoa, like this is kind of crazy. Um, so I think that was good to kind of get out of my system. And I do, I wish that I did maybe a little bit better. We ended up, um, you know, I think seventh. <laughs> it's like hard to look back because I, I didn't really um, look at like the place, to be honest. Like I was a little disappointed with how I did. But at the same time, um, I, I also couldn't be because, you know, I, I had made it in that, in that event. And it was really special to make it in that event with my synchro partner. So um, it was a little defeating, but at the same time, I had to remember, you know, what I did and what I accomplished. And then moving forward, that experience really, really helped me in an in individual, which I, 
I had nine days in between my events, which is a very long time. Oh, wow. Stretch. Yeah, that's a huge so, amount like, of time. It felt like weeks. Um, so that really, that experience did help me moving forward. Um, so it was good. It was good. I, and I took the positives and I ran with them. That's awesome. And I mean, eighth, seventh best in the world at something isn't that bad, right? right. I would sign yeah. up for seventh best at anything in the world yes. at this point. So I think, you know, take that to the bank. One thing that I hate is the, um, the media perpetuation of medals. Like, I don't care if you got a medal, man. You're representing us on the biggest possible stage. We sincerely appreciate it. I think it's incredible <laughs> that you went there, you did it, you helped Thank us, you. you made us look really good. And so, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's kind of just how the media rolls. But at the same time, I think seventh in the world is absolutely unbelievable. So thank you so, much, so much for that, Jess. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then individually, how, do you, how yeah. would you say that you did on, on, on the individual side? Yeah. So like I said, nine days later, I was uh, doing individual. Um, and I think this meet, I had never felt so, um, so confident and so ready to go and, and just feeling like I, I believed I could do it. You know, whatever I could, you know, do out there, I just wanted, I wanted to make it my best. Um, so I had never at that, at that point made an individual final and I was, obviously that was the goal. Um, but I really just wanted to take it, you know, each one dive at a time. And I didn't really want to like get, get ahead of myself, think too much about outcome. That's really one thing that I try not to do is think about outcome. I just want to stay in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and that really helped me. So I kind of, I remember my prelim, it was, uh, I think, a 10 a.m. prelim, and it was a beautiful day. And I was like, all right, let's just go. And I ended up getting third in the prelim, which was pretty crazy to me, right behind the Chinese who are dominant in the sport. And I was like, I remember looking at the scoreboard, and I look, looked at, like, my coach, and I looked at the scoreboard. I was like, is that really – is that me? Nice. Like, Not bad. And then semis was uh, later that day, I think around 4 p.m., and uh, ended up getting an international personal best, and I ended up second. Awesome. And Congratulations. Thank you. So that was, that was crazier because I had split up the Chinese. So it went like first was Chinese, second was me, and then third was Chinese. And to be able to walk out in finals and have, I was the only, you know, I think I was the only female to do that. Um, and that's kind of huge because the Chinese are dominant, like I said. So that is one thing I will never forget. And um, I never thought possible. So to be able to do that, that enough in itself was great. And to make my first ever world final at the Olympic Games, I couldn't have asked for more. I That's ended huge. up, yeah, so that was great. Um, I ended up 10th, which was fine with me because honestly, I had accomplished what I, and more, like I didn't really know what I was going to do, but I think I exceeded my own expectations. So that, that was good enough. And, you know, I had, you know, some minor misses, but it's so hard in that Olympic final. The nerves are crazy and the tensions were so high and, you know, among all 12 girls. So I, I really, looking back, I can never say that I was disappointed with that because I wasn't. And that was great and especially going to be great moving forward into the second um, quad. So now we're almost there two years away. Um, but yeah, I am, I feel like I've set, I set myself up well there um, in order to move forward and accomplish like hopefully greater things in the future. And, and one more time, top 10 in the world. It has a nice yeah. ring to it, right? Like the <laughs> yeah. Jessica Pareto, top 10 in the world. Boom. Uh, 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 Pareto, Pareto, Pareto. Oh, I, knew I, was, yeah. I knew I was going to mess it up. Right? That was close. But it still had a pretty sweet ring to it, even when I mistakenly said it. So like it's better than <laughs> nothing, right? 
<laughs> so no, that no. is, I mean, congratulations again, Jess. That is just so cool. So incredible. Like clearly, you know what you're doing. And the best part is, I mean, so after the games, you didn't stop. You won the 2018 national championship, right? So yeah. it's not like you're slowing down anytime soon. So what moving forward, obviously yeah. 2020, as you said, right around the corner now, what do you have to do? Um, you're graduating pretty soon. Congratulations on that. Thank Hopefully you. we got another NCAA coming in. We'll cross your fingers for that. All right. Like, what do you have to do to make sure that you're going to be at peak performance come to less than two years from now? Yeah. So in that time um, after Rio, I changed one dive, actually two dives. Um, I'm doing a different arm stand, which is more consistent now. Um, I actually changed that over the summer. So that's very new. Um, and I upped my game on my back category. So now I'm doing, instead of a back three and a half tuck, I'm doing a back three and a half pike. And currently in the world, I'm the only woman doing that. Awesome. So that is Heck, a huge step. Yes. Yeah. Love so it. doing a love man it. dive, trying to make it a female dive, but <laughs> it is now. That's all that matters. It you can rock now. it too. Why not? Um, so that was cool. I, I, I did that at the world championships in 2017. So last summer, um, which got me into the finals. So I was in the final again. Um, uh, yeah, still working on synchro. I'm with a new synchro partner now. Um, her name is Taryn Gilliland and she's 16 years old, but she is incredible. So we are steady to, you know, steadily moving forward to hopefully accomplishing more with her. Um, but yeah, it is, it's coming up. I mean, yeah, it's two years out, but it's, it's honestly crunch time is what we call it because you know, the world championships is this summer, which is the first opportunity to qualify a spot. So it's, it's coming. So this year is all about kind of, you know, getting stronger in in the weight room and, and perfecting those dives the best I can uh, leading up to that world championships. That is absolutely fantastic. I love the sound of it. Obviously, Jess, we're crossing our fingers for you. I think that is super cool. And one last question I, I want to ask is, yeah. is after that is, it's been in your family forever, you know, with coaching on both sides. So is this something that you can see yourself just staying within the sport or doing something around it for the rest of your life, foreseeable future, whatever you want to call it? Or is this something that will eventually come to an end? And obviously you're young and we still have a lot of time, so whatever. But yeah. just, you know, from what you've been thinking and feeling over the last, you know, I don't know, little while, what is, what's after diving? Right. Um, so eventually I think, I mean, it will come to an end. Um, 2020, I think I will be done with platform whether or not I continue is kind of a question mark right now but my plan I guess my my plan as of right now is to kind of go down to the three meter springboard um, after 2020 and just play around there for a little bit see if I want to keep going see if my body can hold up um, but yeah um, I want to stick around the sport a little bit longer um, I guess as long as as I can as long as I can physically keep up with everything and then um, and then find a, a career path. Hopefully, um, I'm kind of in the process of figuring that out currently. I have an internship in the spring, so that's good. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. So um, I'm a sports media major, so I guess I would be continuing on in the sporting world. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of things that I could do, I feel like, in that major. It's a very broad thing. So mm -hmm. as far as a future job is concerned, I guess that's 
we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, going to stay with the sport a little bit longer. That's awesome. Yeah. And that will figure itself out. I just always, I, I, I've been told, so I always ask you at the end for critiques and that's one that that's come up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Ask me about what I want to do after. Cause we all know it's going to end, Like we have to be honest yeah. with ourselves, right? Like it, it is, it is. You can't do it forever. That's just not how it works. So I'm always curious if there's anything on the other side that you're looking forward to. And it sounds like staying within the sport some way, shape or form or sports in general. Yeah. Um, sounds like it's in your, in your future. So one more time, Jessica Parado, USA Diving, 2016 Olympian, amazing person, eight-time national champ, NCAA champ. I mean, the list goes on. Jess, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. had a great time. Awesome. Happy to hear it. Fantastic. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Jessica Parado. She is an incredible person, as I said, and you guys and girls just heard that. So thank you so much. If you don't mind, make sure to follow her across all her socials. It'll be in the show notes. Follow us at ourathletes.us on Instagram. Um, Shoot me an email, michael at ourathletes.us. Check out our website. It's pretty bare, but we're getting a new one soon, so that's kind of cool. www.ourathletes.us. And yeah, I mean, like, share, subscribe, comment. Just push this to anyone that you think might be interested because I want to get our athletes a little more recognition and give them a little bit of an extra bump in that every now and then. So thank you so much for listening. I sincerely appreciate you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. (music) 